this time last year, almost to the day, uh, we were brewing a beer at Attic for International Women's Collaboration Brew Day, which we called Forward, um, thinking about moving women forward in the beer world. Turns out we were moving forward into a whole new world <laughs> for all of us. So I don't know, it was a bit prophetic, I suppose. We didn't realise that two weeks later we'd all be in a lockdown. That was Catherine Weber, the founder of Brum Beer Babs. And it's not too hard to figure out that they're an all-female beer drinking group from Birmingham. She was reminiscing about how a collab brew came to an abrupt halt. So if you want to find out more, stay listening. She's joined with three other superb guests on today's podcast in a little while. But first of all, the introduction. Thanks for joining me. I'm Marvereen Cole. I'm your host for the Beer Beauty podcast, beer geek, beer writer for BBC Good Food Mag, and I'm an accredited beer sommelier. So this is episode five already. Last time around, I spent an hour with the lovely Fergus Fitzgerald, head brewer at Adnams in Suffolk on the coast in the seaside town of Southwold. We were discussing the beers he brews, the beers he loves and the wide range of wines and spirits that Adnams sells. It was all heavenly. So if you missed that or any of the others, please go and dig them out after this one. And listen. I don't like to beg. In fact, I think it's uncouth, but with this podcast, I lose all my inhibitions. I'd love a review and a rating wherever you find me. All the A's, Apple, Acast, Amazon Music and Spotify, as well as all the others too. So what else have I got for you in this podcast? Well, two more absolutely cracking beer love notes. What are they? They are, shall I say, the verbal love letters from drinkers about the best beers they've ever had. And I've got to say, Danny, aka The Ale Lady on Twitter from uh, hashtag Barley Wine Wednesdays and Alex from Plymouth have delivered two outstanding ones for you to try this time round and you will hear them tucked away neatly somewhere in this podcast as a nice surprise for your ears. So if you want fame, sadly, not fortune, maybe a couple of beers in the post from me, then keep listening out for those notes and how you can be part of the pod. So women drinking good beer has always been my thing. I learned a lot from other brewers and other beer writers and going to lots of events. Then I held lots of events entertaining hundreds of women, you know, at those crazy beer and food matching parties that I used to do, boutique hotels, pubs and all that sort of thing. Um, and so I wanted to find out more about the women who've established their own drinking groups more recently. And I've cajoled a few into my virtual recording studio. So I've got Becky, a.k.a. Death by Becky on Twitter from Barley Wine Wednesday hashtag. Um, that's the hashtag that uh, her and her mate, the ale lady, kicked off a while back. There's Catherine Weber from Broom Beer Babs, a drinking group based in Birmingham, of course, the best city in the world. Amelie, by day, she works for the incredible Camp of Ambury up in Edinburgh, but she is from Beers Without Beards and Whipfest, the Women in Beer Festival. And Julia O'Grady, who founded Ladies at Beer up in Liverpool. And uh, she is the co-founder and brewer at Neptune Brewery that makes some awesome, awesome beers. Let's go. 
Well, this has been a long time coming, this episode, and it is awesome to talk to you all. Let's start then with you, Julie. We're all sitting here with our beers. We need to get the, the, the most important business of the pod sorted. What are you drinking and why right now? At this present moment, I'm enjoying a luscious Trappist Rouge 410. And it's, uh, I love hops, but I'm a massive fan of malt as well. And this just has such deliciousness of caramel notes running through it. It's got nuttiness, a little bit of spice. It's it's a bit like um, a Christmas cake, if you like. In, in a glass, mm. but it's just a bit of luxury and it's it's a lovely, lovely beer and it's great paired in it with different foods as well. So Awesome. Awesome. I love, I love a beer like that. Just rich and almost kind of liqueur-like because that's what the yeah. Redford does. Yeah. yeah. Spot on. Absolutely. Like it, like it, like it. All right then, Becky, what have you got? You are, you're holding your glass so keenly. It's like, <laughs> do I have to speak to you now, Marvering? Because I was just about to take a sip of beer. <laughs> what are you drinking tonight? <laughs> I'm drinking False Scale, an IPA from North. North of my local, the biggest local brewery, I suppose, and my favourite brewery. I buy pretty much everything they release new, but this is particularly lovely. It's a... Uh, Idaho Seven Hop, it's really, it's like sunshine in a glass. And I thought with spring being sprung, it's like orange and juicy, it's really nice. Gorgeous. And what strength is it? It's 6.8%. All right. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do anything by half measures here, you know. Yeah. Um, Emily, thank you for joining me on the pod. What are you drinking now? What have you opened for this? Shall I say, is it an auspicious occasion? I don't know. <laughs> I open a, a, a bottle of Bonveu from La Brasserie du Pont. Uh, so Bonveu is one of my favourite saisons. It's, it's probably my favourite saison. I've been feeling a bit nostalgic uh, lately. And it's a beer like I've, I, I used to drink, like probably 10 years ago, quite often. And I I don't know why I stopped drinking that for, for like, a, a, quite a long time and I just like fall back into it lately and yeah it's it's beautiful beer it's a beautiful saison and yeah I'm yeah I'm quite happy to rediscover it marvelous so there's something we'll kind of come back to that there's some memories that have been coming back into your mind haven't there which is kind of must have motivated you to to bring back that beer into your life sounds like it was a good choice to bring it back into your life as well and Kath how are you this evening fellow brummy yay I'm good thanks what have you got open tonight so I'm representing obviously for Birmingham good when am I not most of the time yeah. Yeah. I'm drinking an 0121 brew one <laughs> from burning soul uh it's a collab with independent Birmingham so burning soul is a brewery which is about I don't know 10 minutes drive from my house uh, run by Chris it's amazing uh, and he's done a collab with independent Birmingham who run a website and an app which links people in with all of our local independent businesses so you can search on there and you get discounts you pay a monthly fee and you get discounts it's really really good and they've been running for a few years um, and they're doing a great job this is a west coast IPA seven percent um, and the brew one is a new US hop, I've learnt. Um, 
and it's really good it's really tropical it's got a lovely golden color a bit of caramel malt in there so yeah it's tasting really fresh really zingy i'm liking it incredible kath i knew i mean you know we, we're on the same wavelength here because we both had the email about the, the collab brew and i ordered straight away probably like you <laughs> and yep. um so my choice is the other so i ordered 0121 brew one <laughs> and in the same box i ordered my other favorite from burning soul ice cream pale 5.6 percent um and uh yeah the 0121 is absolutely outstanding seven percent you said isn't it yeah it's yeah. juice it's juicy is mm. it's it's springtime in a can isn't it and um I had a bit of a shock when <laughs> Chris turned up at the door, hadn't delivered my little box. I was like, I was like, hello. <laughs> and the, in the, you know, just finished a meeting. I was like, what are you doing here on my doorstep? <laughs> Thank you. I'll have all of those beers, <laughs> uh, which is a little bit random. Uh, it's a really nice collaboration as well, isn't it? The independent yeah. Birmingham, uh, uh, that organization that just support all business, like all across the country who are just struggling like crazy right now, desperate for opening up so um it's, it's a really good idea isn't it um so thank you yeah so i'm on the ice cream pail it's 5.6 percent it's made by the same brewery burning soul and the thing for me about um the ice cream pail is there's a there's a beautiful it's it's weird when i when i found out it was called ice cream pail i was like nah that's not gonna work no that's gonna, that just sounds too weird but there's a real for me it's quite a gentle aroma of almost like cream soda when you smell it um, and it, it obviously it all dep depends on your individual palate, but for me, it's not too sweet. It's sweet enough. And obviously, it, well, they say on the tin um, that there's, there's lactose and vanilla, and I'm getting the vanilla more. And for me, it's very, very Moorish, absolutely delicious, very, very drinkable. Takes me back to Aston Hall Independent Birmingham <laughs> event. Was that two summers ago when it was raging hot? Raging hot. Were... I worked on the, on the tilt bar. And I don't think I've ever poured as many pints of lager in my life ever. It Never seen madness. kegs kick so quickly. It was madness. Yeah, it must have been. It must have been hellish for you, Catherine. Like just nonstop because there were queues, queues of people. The whole of Aston Hall grounds, this beautiful stately home, was just heaving with people. It was such a beautiful, hot, sunny day. And I remember Chris just going, how many pints do you want? We were like, Austin and I were like, we'll just have as many as we can carry because it might be a long time till we get back to the queue. Um, so let's hope that festivals are going to be back on the agenda, right? I mean, you know, are there any summer festivals that you're hoping are going to be back um, out happening? I mean, Amelie, you, um, you've done the Wibfest in the past, haven't you? So yeah. what's the situation looking like for this year? Hopefully it will happen. Uh, Wibfest in, is in October usually. So hopefully we'll be like safe and and ready to, to go this year. I hope so. Um, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent, good. And and Becky, uh, you know, that the reason I've gathered you all together, you illustrious women, you is that, you know, I've known you on Twitter for years, but never actually, shame face to say, never actually had proper conversations with you all, except for Kath, because we've met up in the pub and we've seen each other at Head of Steam and all the rest of it, haven't we? Um, Becky, just tell us more about your love of beer and, you know, the online community that you've created uh, and why? What is it about beer that drives you crazy? 
And then I, I fell into liking beer on a, we booked a, a trip to Brussels and it happened to fall on their beer festival. And it was just immense, like all the, so much variety and things that I hadn't ever seen before. I'm, I'm a, I was a lager drinker, that's what I drank when I was younger. And then to see all these different styles of beer. And I think Twitter, Twitter as a community can be really, really good. If you, if you if you get the right people involved in the conversation, I think it, it can be a really nice place. And for me, Barley Wine Wednesday was born out of a really, really shit week that I'd had. And I just had enough and I said, right, I, I'm going to have a barley wine because anyone want to join me. And I used the hashtag and it, it, it was never intended to be a thing. And I think during during this time, it's, it's become more of a thing because people are just fed up. So they want that kind of nice, a nice boozy hug on a Wednesday to try and break up the week. And that's, that's what it is for me. It's, it's a treat. It's something to look forward to. I love it. How long have you been doing Barley Wine Wednesdays then? Um, I think it started in April 2019. I had to look back. I had to search back through Twitter. As we used to, uh, me and Danny, the old lady who's kind of my sidekick with it, um, we used to do, I don't know if you remember the tweet in, mm-hmm. that, that was something that a few of us started a while back, but it became like a job in the end. And I've only got a job and two children and it really, it really started to take over <laughs> our lives. But it, it was it was something we started on that and then it, it, it wasn't really anything that I did with any regularity. And then during lockdown, again, it was, I just, I just had a bad day. I was like, oh, I'm gonna crack open a bottle of uh, Maiden from Siren because it's there and I deserve a treat. And then it's just become a weekly thing. People joining in and other people who've had a bad day. I just want a bit of a chat. What does it, what do you think Barley Wine Wednesdays does for everyone who gets involved on the hashtag? I think it's I think it's not necessarily for everyone else what it what it was for me. I think for some people it's just it's it's a nice excuse to have a treat. Like somebody the other day we were was just saw that people were tweeting about it and was like, you know, saw that I'm gonna have a barley wine as well, just just because. I think it's just nice sometimes to have a treat just because. Whereas for me it was like I say it was born out of just having a bad day. I feel like I deserve to have something nice at the end of that day to make it end on a on a better note. I love it. You know what? It's so decadent though, isn't it? Yeah. It's decadent. It's a Wednesday night and you're opening a barley wine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It is. It feels like a little bit of a cheeky one, does it? Like, oh gosh, and then it's like, yeah, to hell with it. <laughs> and and what um what else have you found? You know, from people who've been part of it, um, have they just gone? Yeah, it, it, it's changed. I think the whole world has changed in the last year. So you found a lot more people are being involved on it than ever before. Yeah, for me, it's I I know if a Bali Ryan's been released within minutes because everybody tweets me and tags me in it. So that's nice because I never miss a release of a new Bali wine. <laughs> One thing I found is people will often tweet me if they're drinking Bali wine not on a Wednesday in kind of an almost apologetic way. <laughs> and they'll still put the hashtag and be like, oh, well, I'm, I'm, t- yeah. I'm two days early, but <laughs> I'm still having a Bali wine. 
So it's, it's nice in a way. I feel like because the style of beer, it's not, it's not trendy. It's not a style that people do tend to, you know, go on about. It's, it is like, you know, those, those beers that you buy and you stick them in your cupboard and they sit there for years. And I think, you know, crack them open and drink them and enjoy them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Kath, Emily, Julie, have you got a favourite barley wine that you've uh, you've cracked open for barley wine Wednesdays? No, um, to be honest, barley wine. I do like barley wine, but for me, it's not always my first go-to. Uh, if I want something big, I'm jumping on something like uh, a bourbon barrel-aged stout or something that's Belgium, as I say, like a a, a rouge for you know. Um, those type of beers are what I tend to, to go for initially before I think of a of a barley wine for me. Yeah, yeah. Kath, Emily, what about you? Well, I, I'm, I've had a great one recently. Come um, on, and then. And a good food pairing with it, actually. So um, back on Valentine's Day, we had food from Andy Low and Slow, you know, who does <gasps> like amazing barbecue here in Birmingham. It was delightful. And the pudding was a um, kind of chocolate slice, campfire slice. It was like mm. super decadent. And I was lucky enough to have the barrel-aged barley wine from Lost in Leith and Campervan that uh, Emily, that I won from Emily. Um, oh. And that was amazing. That's a bourbon barrel-aged barley wine, which is like all the words in a sentence that I love. Because I love <laughs> barley wines. So bourbon barrel-aged barley wine, it was like rich dried fruits and toffee and it went perfectly with the chocolate because it was just like double decadence i loved it seriously what was what was what's the name of it emily what's the name of that one kath i think it's just called the barrel aged barley wine is it it? it's the the one you you got already i think you you got a few other of this one yeah do you know what probably probably like you kath i had it and just necked it because any (laughs) it was delicious a bit like that with it was perfect with the chocolate as well. It just worked really well. Oh, sounds great! Delightful. And so, Emily, are you biased here? Would you say? Would you go for? <laughs> or, or have you got a separate one that you like? I was going to say the same. The the Lost in this barley wine. So it's it's really a beautiful beer. Yeah. Emily, actually, staying with you then. Um, beers without beards. I love it. <laughs> just. Just love the name. Um, when did this kick off then? And, you know, how and why? Let, you know, let's get to the bottom. So this uh, kicked off almost three years ago. We're going to, yeah, we're going to celebrate our third anniversary in May, uh, next May. So, yeah, I, I was quite new in Edinburgh. I was living there for like probably two or three months. And I wasn't supposed to stay in Edinburgh. I wasn't supposed to stay in Scotland, but Scotland has been so welcoming that I decided to stay. And mm-hmm. and I was working in the industry partly um, when I was in, in France, in Paris. Um, and when I moved to Scotland, I I saw like all the like inspiring group from Julie and for from Catherine. And I, I decided, I, I, I thought it was a great idea and I decided to, to open one, like to start one in, in Edinburgh. Good for you. And were you on your own or did you find suddenly when you, when you went, right, this is happening, um, who's joining me? Did it just grow? What, what, what happened? How did you get the, the word out there? 
we decided to open ours with one of my friends working uh, in the whiskey industry. Um, and she, at this time, she had like a, a, a whiskey group on Meetup. And she said, oh, you should do like, you should do a, a women beer group on Meetup as well. So we shared the, like the subscription. So we started that together. And, and at the first Meetup, we were four, four people. And it grows and grows and grows. And now we're nearly 400. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's amazing. Everybody's like showing up at every Meetup, of course. <laughs> well, we, we've been like quite a lot uh, for the the. The biggest one was uh, for uh, for the last whip fest, the first whip fest, where you were there, Catherine and, and and Julie, but we were like probably like around fifty something like that. So it was fun. <laughs> that is incredible. So you know, like since this last year, then have you been able to like stay in touch with as many people as possible and do online tastings and things like that? Or what have you been doing to kind of keep everybody keep everybody's spirits up? Ah, it's been it's been definitely difficult. I'm I'm wasn't uh very like used to do like online thing and I'm I'm not I'm not very comfortable doing like virtual online. Um I think for- it- I, I agree with you there. I think we all yeah. went, what the hell is this? You know, when it first, like, last March, we're like, what? And it's taken us all time to get across it, isn't it? And adapt and what, yeah. Mm, I think I could have definitely make more events, like organize more events um, online. But because, yeah, I wasn't, wasn't very like my thing. We've done uh, differently. We, we kept up like a few... Um, a few important moments for for that the group life, like our second birthday in May or the the Christmas party, and instead of doing like a Zoom call or and everything, because I I knew that like quite a lot of people in the group also wasn't weren't very very comfortable with with the concept of of Zoom Zoom call and and everything, so we we've done like a thread on 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 Twitter and on Facebook, everybody like taking a picture of what they drink and and just posting it on the group. And interacting under each other pictures and or video, so we try to keep the, the the contact like that. We try to give in in the private group like shout out to local business. Um, try to like highlight what everybody was doing uh, during lockdown. But yeah, I think we'll be very very happy to <laughs> to see each other in <laughs> in the real life back again. Very yeah, soon. Yeah, so you know what? Potentially then Whipfest could be on the cards again for October, couldn't it? Realistically. I really hope so. Yeah, fingers crossed. Absolutely. Hello, how are you? I've interrupted this podcast to bring you some beer love. Who am I? I'm Marvering Cole and you're listening to the Beer Beauty Podcast where I chat to some of the loveliest people in beer that I can twist the arms of and get them to join me in my virtual recording studio. I'll be back with my four lovely guests in a while, but it's time to deliver you the beer love notes for this edition. So here we go. Hi Marvering, it's Alex from sunny Plymouth in Devon. Asking someone about their favourite beer is like asking the parent their favourite child. But the beer I go back to, so by default, is a favourite. It's called Temptation. It's by the Durham Brewery, my home county. It's a rich, decadent, full-on, big Russian imperial stout sitting in a nice round figure of 10%. I know, go big or go home. It's simply a stunning beer. It's it's so decadent. It's great for ageing as it's bottle conditioned and I have a number of them in my stash. 
They've also been barrel aging this beer and my favourite so far has been the rum barrel one. So if you can get hold of it, I would recommend you get hold of it before I drink it all. Take care. Bye. For me, favourite isn't about the most extraordinary beer I've ever tasted, which was probably an imperial stout brewed by Tool called Black Malts and Body Salts, which made me cry. It was so incredible. Um, it's also not the beer I associate with the most brilliant of memories, which is probably Adnam's broadside one wayward Sunday afternoon in my garden with a really good mate. Then, of course, there's the reliable go-tos. Uh, Marble's Lagonda and Daya's Steady Rolling Man are now modern classics and just wonderful. Um, but thankfully for me, there's one beer that ticks all of those boxes. It's a reliable go-to. It has some of the happiest memories attached to it of an incredible trip to Bakewell, meeting new friends and the sun coming out against all predictions. And when I had one particular pint of it on cask at the brewery, my tummy did the happiest of flips and my eyes even welled up. So, as my ever-expanding collection of merchandise would indicate, I'd have to say my favourite beer is Thornbridge's Jaipur. That was Danny, by the way, extolling the virtues of Thornbridge Jaipur, an interstellar beer, in my opinion. Brewed in Bakewell in Derbyshire, and it celebrated its 10th birthday last year. It's epic, it's World Beer Award-winning quite frankly it hasn't shifted from my top 10 of beers ever since it was released so uh, bravo Danny cracking choice you can get it direct from Thornbridge in various guises bottles cans mini kegs and also from Sainsbury's and Waitrose we also heard from Alex in Plymouth thank you so much Alex Temptation Imperial Russian Stout from Durham Brewery yes it's 10% yes it's epic and I agree Alex black rich liqueur like sweet chewy inviting full in the mouth lingering on the tongue oh my god i love durham i love ellie at the brewery um this beer i think as well was one of my top 10 and bbc good food for christmas um if you love the sound of it buy it direct from durham as well I'd love to hear your beer love note too. Email me a 60 second voice message telling me who you are and what your favourite beer is. Hello at beerbeauty.co.uk is the address. Now, on with the podcast. Let's get back to Catherine, Julie, Amelie and Becky. Kath, can I talk to you about broom beer babs? <laughs> I love it, broom beer babs, because, you know, we've got the, the broomie in common. Um, tell me about how it started, when it started and how it's grown. So we started four years ago. It's actually our birthday next month in April. Yay, so we'll be, having, <laughs> we'll be having our second lockdown birthday. Um, and actually this time last year, almost to the day, uh, we were brewing a beer at Attic for International Women's Collaboration Brew Day, uh, which we called Forward, um, thinking about moving women forward in the beer world. Turns out we were moving forward into a whole new world <laughs> for all of us. So I don't know, it was a bit prophetic, I suppose. We didn't realise that two weeks later we'd all be in a lockdown. What was the Forward beer and how, and how did it go? How did the brew go? It was a tropical IPA. It was very nice. Uh, we got our faces on the can. That made me so happy. Um, yeah, originally we'd obviously planned that it would be part of our birthday celebration in April. So we always celebrate our birthday in the Wolf 
um, because that's where we first, uh, that was where our first meetup was. So that's where we always celebrate our birthday. Um, so the plan was to put some into can, some into keg, but obviously before the, the fermentation had finished, uh, we realized that it was all going to go into can. Um, and it sold really well. It, it, you know, people really liked it. Um, and so when it was our birthday in April, um, the guys at Attic were really kind and gave everyone who'd been part of the brew some beer. So we had a, an online meetup and we all took pictures where we were holding our cans and oh, stuff. So That is awesome. But yeah, so we have managed to keep in touch um, through lockdown. Um, we've managed to continue having our monthly meetups, but like this, virtually. Yeah. We had one, one real life meetup uh, in August when you were allowed to meet like six people. So we booked like two tables so that we could sit together, but separately. Brilliant. How many at the meetup? Uh, I think we had, I think we had about eight or nine. Excellent. Excellent. So, so that, that was our last in real life, um, meetup that we had, but we have managed to keep up with our monthly, uh, our monthly catch ups online. Um, and yeah, we've even had some new people join during that time. So we have Good. members come and go. We have some real stalwart members who are there. You know, every month, month, come month rain, out, so. come shine. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, so that's excellent. Yeah. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Keep up the good work, Brum Beer Babs. I'll have to come along to a session if you let me in. You will, Marvin. You're always let welcome. Let me in. Is there a password? All right, Bob. Nah. Something like that. You'll <laughs> be fine. <laughs> oh, thank you, Julie. Ladies, that beer. Tell us all about Ladies at Beer and, you know, how it's grown since you started. You know, what sort of, what were you thinking when you started it up and has it kind of exceeded any expectations you had? Oh, yeah, it's absolutely exceeded everything that um, I thought, you know, what I was, I was beginning. It started in February 2015. So we've just passed our sixth birthday um it was born from an idea of when i was out in festivals uh not seeing many women out at a festival it was mainly men or women who were there maybe drinking uh wine if that was on offer or cider um and i just thought that's a bit weird you come to a beer festival but you're not drinking beer and then when I was out in pubs, I was noticing the same, that more women were drinking everything but beer. Um, and I wanted to know why. So, and if there was anything, obviously, I could do to tip the balance. Um, I put the idea to a group of friends who are big beer enthusiasts, the same as I was, about starting a group, um, a social group initially, about getting women out drinking beer, enjoying beer. Um, and they said, yeah, this, it sounds great. Initially supporting the bars and the pubs in Liverpool, which then has a knock on effect onto the breweries. Um, and it just sort of went from, from there. Uh, we then started doing uh, day trips away to London, to Sheffield, Manchester, you know, uh, various places. We've oh, done, sounds great. Yeah, we've done <laughs> off-tasting events. We've done beer and cheese events. You know, we've done bottle shares. And, yeah, it, it just it just sort of crescendo, to be honest. Um, 
and you know the, uh, the 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 name ladies that bear if you like it was a bit of a pun on you know ladies that lunch oh we're ladies that lunch so it was a bit of a sort of pun on that we are well we're ladies that bear because we enjoy beer but we're open group uh we welcome everybody there's no criteria uh, you know we have people in the group that come onto the umbrella of lgbtq plus as well uh, and that's what it's about it's about welcoming anybody who who loves beer under that umbrella and you know we say you make if you come on your own you know you're going to leave as a friend and that's what it's about it's you know we have women cut saying you know messaging oh but i'm coming on my own don't worry there's a lot of women that come on their own we have women that come you know as a as couples or women that may come in a group at the end of the day, if you enjoy beer, you want to be with like-minded people and you want to learn about beer, that, that's what we're about. We're a friendly group. And yeah, it just seems to have spread. And as Emily and, and Kath have mentioned, it's fantastic that since we started um, six years ago that there's now more groups that have spread up around the, the UK. And that that's fantastic. You know, we've done meetups with with other groups. Uh, we did a big meetup, um, in twenty eighteen. It was where we went to London, um, and then we brought it back to Manchester as well. We were with a group of ladies, uh, called Crafty Beer Girls, and we did an event with them. Um, it was Crafty Beer Girls and Ladies at Beer up north and then down south. So, yeah, it, it's just great. It's, you know, it's um, a, a social event just to, to be enjoyed, enjoy the, the beer and, and make friends. Brilliant. And, you know, I was going to ask, I was going to ask you all and feel free to, to, to dive in any of you on this one. What's what's the more important for you, the kind of um, the camaraderie, the kind of solidarity amongst women as drinkers or do do you also include an element of kind of um education beer education around the meetups or is it a bit of both for us uh, it's a bit of both it's about making friends and reaching out to people who um want to learn about beer you may enjoy about beer but you also want to be able to to learn about beer and that's why we do some of the events that we we do and i've learned an awful lot as well from from doing our events where uh, you know education i'm doing some beer training at the the present moment as well on courses so for us it's a, it's a mixture of both is it the same for you kath emily becky is it is it, is it about bringing just bringing people, people together or um do you like to sprinkle in some bit education with it it, it it depends on the on the on the format doesn't it because of course becky it's online only at the moment yeah, I, do, I mean, I don't profess to know everything about beer. For me, beer is in the majority about enjoyment. I have learned a lot, I, I think particularly over this year because there has been nothing else to do. So I think I have paid more of an interest in what I'm drinking. But yeah, for me, it's it's more about bringing people together. With doing By The Wine Wednesday, I have, I have read more into it and looked more into it um, to educate myself. I know I know uh, the course that Julie's doing and I would love to do that next time round as well, just to increase my knowledge of um, of beer. 
as well. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I'll come back to you, Juliana Cizeroon. Um, Kath, Emily, what do you do at your meetings when you've when you've met face to face? What's what's the ethos around it? I don't know. I think it's you know for us again, it's a combination of things. It's an opportunity for people to come together, and absolutely, you know what Julie said that you know a number of of ladies that come to the group have made you know real friendships now um you know and you get to meet a lot of different people um from from all kinds of different jobs and different backgrounds and that's kind of wonderful um it depends really on what on what we've got planned we have done some events so we have done like specific tastings we often go to like meet the brewer events or kind of tap takeovers um we've also done like crafts drinking and crafts cool what crafts what you been doing so we've done we've done some leather craft with my friend deborah who makes amazing leather here in the jewelry quarter um and we've done some jewelry um making with working clasp so we try and get like kind of local artists and local people to to get to be involved it's very um we always do like the christmas party at tilt um like i say we always have our birthday at the wolf um we've done quizzes we've done meet the brewer our very first meetup was a meet the brewer event um and i think when we were talking before i think what it does is it gives people who maybe don't have the confidence to try different beers or to ask questions um an opportunity to do that so you know i think we're all quite sort of outgoing and quite confident and i've been drinking beer for a long long time and you know so i'm not afraid to say oh what does can i try that what does it taste like what you know what style is it but a lot of people women i think particularly can often be quite nervous in a bar having to you know ask a question we're very lucky in birmingham that our bars are very welcoming and, and very open to people um but i think what the group does is it gives them a chance to to ask those questions without sort of feeling that someone's going to go oh, do you not know that oh don't you remember it was brewed by so and so and so and whatever everyone's like oh let me tell you or do you well not these days but do you want to try a bit yeah <laughs> you know yeah. tasting of you know people's beers and things so i think i think that's the ethos it's just that bringing people together who like beer and yeah just making friendships and and also some learning but if you don't want to learn you just want to have a beer that's also cool yeah, yeah, fine, excellent. So there's no pressure, but also, you know, you're instilling that kind of um, that beer savvy, aren't you? You know, for people who go, yeah, I'm afraid that someone, you know, Mister, oh, I know it all. I'm going to tell you everything, <laughs> and you don't really need that person. You need some support and, and some understanding, and go, well, this is really interesting. Blah blah blah. Yeah, good. And and Emily, with your meetups, what have you done? Have you have you mixed it up a bit? Yeah, I, what we do um, with business with beards, there's definitely a part of kind of safe space to just with non-mixity to allow women to ask questions, to learn, to not uh, be like without censorship or anything, just like, but the the other part of, of what we do is also showcasing women in beer and all, all our events showcasing women in beer are open to everyone because i mean the importance also is to spread the word that women are working in the beer industry they are like working as a brewer our manager are like packaging operator at, at every every position in the beer industry and not only at some like 
sales and marketing position. And and really the aim of, of the group, in addition to uh, those meetups, those women-only uh, meetups and, and, and events in Brude and everything, where where women are going to learn, was also to, to highlight women who work in the beer industry, like for everyone. Uh, so we are like definitely a part of our event are open to, to all gender. Yeah, so it's an education about for others about the wide industry and the women who are basically slaying in the industry, of course, of which you are one. Yes. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yes, in your with your brilliant work, with your brilliant work with Cumberbun. Yeah. And Julie, of course, Neptune Brewery. How long's the brewery been going? We'll be six in April. Whoa. I started Ladies That Beer in February 2015 before the brewery became a professional brewery, if you like. Uh, and then Neptune came about in, in April 2015. Excellent. And how have you been doing through this last year? It's been hard. I'm not going to say that it's not. Um, 85% of our business was wiped out, literally, you know, once COVID hit. Um, but yeah, we've been very lucky where we are. Um, we've got so many uh, people who support us. Um, you know, we, we've had to do things that we, you know, a little bit sooner than we thought we would have done, open an online shop. We've bought a canner machine, um, you know, so there's things like that that we've, we've had to do quicker than we anticipated. But, yeah, you know, we are very lucky that we've had great support and, you know, we're going to come out of this fine. Brilliant, brilliant. And I know you say you, you've been very lucky with the supporters, but also you've been you've been very clever and business-minded between you and your other half in terms of doing those things that you just said that you've done the canning line the online shop because I, I can imagine you know that the, there will have been that moment where you went crap what are we going to do and 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 like you said the decision may have come forward six months to a year earlier than you you were ready for but it was a necessity wasn't it to go right we're gonna we're gonna ride this storm yeah it's been it's been very stressful it's been a stressful year um, and unfortunately, as COVID hit in March last year, I lost my dad suddenly as well. I'm sorry to hear um, that. So hear that. that was a, an extra stress, then finding out that you, you know, your business wasn't allowed to, to you know, brew and we couldn't get anything house. So, yeah, it has been very hard. But, yeah, you know, we've got a lot of tenacity, Les and I. We're very, he's, he's very good on, on business side because you've had a business before, so... I think that's helped massively. So, yeah, you know, we, we count ourselves very lucky with the amount of people that have supported us as, as well and getting the beer out. And, you know, I'm, I'm really, really proud of that, what we do. Awesome. Onwards and upwards. And I guess we're all waiting for um, the 12th of April for at least the pubs that can open to have, you know, the outdoor service, although that is still a, a limited number. But... We're kind of looking to those times where we can go and visit those places. Um, what's your hopes? What are your hopes for this year in terms of the industry? You know, because it's had, well, you know, I've already said it and we all know it's just had the worst of times. Um, unimaginable, really. Um, and, you know, pubs are at the heart of our community. It's what brings us all together. It's where we meet people. It's where we commiserate. It's where we celebrate and everything in between. 
what are your hopes and fears about um, the ability to, to, to get back in there, Amelie and Julie, for you to be, you know, going back into pubs with product, right, and talking to licensees and for you all to be getting to a point where you're meeting people that you've met online or, you know, and, and meeting your groups again. What are your hopes? For us, we just want to carry on where we left off, supplying the, the trade with, with our beer. Um, um, we have actually got some new... Uh, trade customers since even in, in lockdown, which is fantastic. Um, but, you know, as a, as a business, obviously, that's what we need to be able to, to move forward. Um, I've, on um, Twitter, I've noticed the, the past day or two that there's been a lot of talk about these multi-million pound nationals who are trying to buy up tap space. Uh, for pubs and bars, um, yeah. What? What's yeah. this? Tell me mm. more. What have you read? What well, rumours. Well, I'm not going to name the the particular breweries. But no, yeah, we don't need to. They're owned by um, big conglomerates, if you, if you like, and they they've actually sent emails out saying if you want to purchase uh, beer for so many taps, we'll give this to you for free for X amount of months. And that's going to dramatically hurt the independent brewery business. And we don't need that at the moment. So what we're hoping is that, yeah, it's been difficult for publicans who own bars and pubs at the present moment, but to maybe not purchase from those massive companies to, to look a little bit further out and support the independent breweries that are out there and it sounds it sounds like with those rumors it sounds like some of those firms those larger firms are trying to take advantage of the fact that obviously licensees are are needing to get up and running really quickly and uh, perhaps in some cases looking for that deal um but yeah like you said it's going to damage independent beer it's not like it's it's not been going on previously marvereen but i think now they're trying to push it a little bit more it's the same as the race to the bottom. Um, I'm a massive cask beer fan, um, and some people will sell cask beer at a ridiculous cost. You know, if you buy mm, two mm. firkins, we'll give you one free, and and that doesn't help anybody. It's no. just yeah, you know. So we don't entertain that. We're not in. We're not interested in that. You buy the beer as, as what it is, and you support the the brewery. But there will be. There are some unscrupulous people that do that and they'll get the beer in through through yeah, that way we'll tr try and uh, urge urge licensees not to go that route um kath what are your hopes and fears if any for 2021 obviously now um, boris johnson giving us that route map a little bit of a window slither of hope <laughs> yeah roadmap yeah i think i just want places to open um, you know, I think by the time we come out of this lockdown, um, and by that I mean that we can actually go into a pub because the number of pubs, certainly in Birmingham, that have an outdoor space, particularly city centre, are very, very limited. Mm. And and it's probably not even going to be worth them opening the outdoor space. You know, it, it, it doesn't Because the weather's not going to be there sense. yet either, is it, come mid-April? It's not well, going to be guaranteed at all, is it? I mean, I'm, I'm happy to sit out in the freezing rain, to be honest, have a beer. <laughs> but, you know, if you've only got four or five tables or half a dozen tables outside, but you've got 30 tables inside, there's no business sense in opening, yeah. you know, at that point. And I think by the time we do open again in May, um, Birmingham, anyway, will have been in a lockdown, by which I mean no pubs, because that's how I measure it. Um, 
since the beginning of November. So it's actually much longer than we were in the lockdown last time. Yeah. Um, I'm worried that a number of businesses won't make it. Um, but on from a positive side, I've seen a lot of support for our independent uh, brewers and pubs um, through this time. And mm-hmm. I hope that as we come out of the lockdown, that people, you know, remember, you know, Chris turning up to bring them beer right. or Tom and James from phones bringing beer to the door and, and all the bars that did delivery and, you know, all the places that that did do and, and food and, and as well, you know, I'm close to many restaurants and, and places in the city as well. And so I hope that people will continue with this sort of sense more of community and local and supporting independent, whether that be locally or further afield. And I've bought beer from all over the country. Um, and I hope that that is something that will continue after the lockdown. Um, and yeah, I just want to be able to get out and have a lovely pint of beer. And I know exactly what the first one's going to be. What's it going <laughs> to be? What's it going to be? Come. It's going to be the first one like it was last time when we came out of the lockdown, which will be one of my favourite beers ever, which is a pint of Voodoo Mild from Rock and Roll Brewhouse in the Jewelry Quarter. Voodoo, okay. Give me an insight to the name. Is it just a crazy name and it's a standard mild or is it a, a twist on a mild? Talk to me it's about it. It's an amazing I've never had it. mild. Everything you have to come to Rock and Roll Brewhouse, Marvreen. There's your invite. Yeah, I will. Rock and Roll, run by Lynn, yeah. an incredible Brewster. Yeah, so, Julie, her. you need to come and meet her because you, you two would get on like a house on fire. <laughs> um, so, they brew only to cask. So, they've really mm. struggled through this. They've oh. been doing growler takeaways. Yeah. So, but cask in a growler is not the same. It's not the same as having the actual pint. Um, all of their beers have a musical name. Brilliant. So that's where it comes from. I love mild. It's my favourite mild. That was my first pint when we came out of lockdown last time. It will be the same again this time. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I'm with you there. I love a mild. I had uh, my husband drive me round Birmingham to find uh, <laughs> to find uh, Banks's original. I remember. And Attic he... have got a really good one at the really? moment. I'm not okay. sure there's any left on the website, but that All is right. tasting I'll sweet. I'll wait for them to, to, to get it back on again if it's if it's run out, because, yeah, man, love a mild. Oh, my God. And Sarah Hughes's Dark Ruby Mild, anyway. Yeah, drink from that fountain. Um, yeah. <laughs> now, Becky, I haven't forgotten you. And, Emily, I just want to get to a place where, uh, you know, what are you... What you, what in your wildest dreams could be the best thing that could happen this year, beer wise? <laughs> I just thought, beer I wonder wise. if you're going to say something <laughs> saucy. <laughs> the best thing is to to be back to to normal. <laughs> um, I mean, it's been very complicated uh, all last year, and uh, and that's beginning of the year. Like for something like someone like me who worked for ma- marketing for brewery. It's been very, very complicated to basically do my work <laughs> without events, without festival, without anything. So it's, I hope um, it's going to, yeah, we're going to be able to uh, go back to festival, go back to, to events, go back to pubs yeah. uh, quite soon. Um, we're not going to go back to pub in Scotland at the end of April because it's it's a bit later. It's an for extended us. lockdown, isn't it, for you? Yeah. Yeah, so end of uh, end of April is probably tier three. So tier three is no alcohol uh, in pubs, and and pubs close at at six six pm. It's so insanity. It's, what? So it's basically no pubs open 
uh, end of April. So hopefully we'll, uh, yeah, all pubs will will be able to. to... But I, I imagine then the pro the prospect of events then means that you can kind of be just enjoy that planning because you know all being well late summer into the autumn you can be planning and organizing which is just you know more than any anyone in the business has been able to do right i started working at at compliment brewery in february we were in lockdown in march i had to console every I mean, almost every single event I had planned for the year. So it's been very frustrating. <laughs> and big up Campervan for tenacity of just continuing to produce some outstanding, <laughs> outstanding beers. Oh, what's your first um, beer going to be um, in the pub? Uh, when lockdown is over, Amelie, or if not a specific beer, then you know what what what's your favourite style that you're going to jump on? It's definitely going to be a cask. I hope so. Um, I, I would say a wee heavy on cask. Mm. And Becky, what are you going to do? Where are you going to go? What beer are you going to just like just order and just go ah and hold it to the sky and go thank God when you <laughs> when you're out of lockdown. <laughs> Uh, oh, my favourite place in Leeds is North Tap, so I'll, it'll definitely be there. And um, if, I, if I'm going from there, core stuff, I'll have a, I'll have a half a transmission, which is there. Um, IPA, which is lovely. It's one of my all-time favourite beers. I'm, I'm terrible. I'm really sentimental about beer, and I have certain beers that mean certain things. And for me, transmission is a train beer. It's a beer I can get in on my way to the station and it's a, a beer I generally drink when I'm going somewhere to something fun so it, it means a lot to me. It evokes memories, nothing wrong with being sentimental about beer, nothing wrong at all. Julie I'm going to come to you then, in pub, post lockdown, beer the first one, what what are you thinking? Do you know what, I, it doesn't matter to me as such, I'm, I, I don't have specific beers that oh, I'm going to go for that. I love cask beer. I love any beer, to be honest, but to have that first pint of cask beer and the pubs that I tend to frequent that do cask, I know that they're going to be quality. So for me, it'll just be going in, having that first freshly poured pint of, of cask. Um, I just can't wait being able to, you know, stand at the, the bar, hopefully, um, see people that I've not seen for a while um, and chat to, to them. It's, yeah, yeah, it, it's going to be very strange, but it's it's going to be amazing at the same time. A lot of people seem to just think, oh, well, the pubs are about alcohol. They're not. They're a lot more than that. They're, it's about socialising. It's bringing people together. Obviously, having a, a beer or whatever your, your tipple may be, but it is about building communities and... You know, it, it's that camaraderie as well. And we've had some of the best nights out, my husband and I, when we've just been out drinking. We've bumped into people that we've not seen for ages or we didn't expect to see. And we've had a brilliant night. So I want to get back to that, you know, as well as planned nights with friends. It's it's just, just that that I miss so much. Spot on. Totally agree. I know exactly where I'm going to be. It's going to be straight to the Hop and Scotch little micro pub 
uh, near where I live in Kings Heath, um, that we probably spent most weekday and weekend evenings in <laughs> since they opened. And um, yeah, it's just a, it's a tiny little unit. Over the weekends, it was always rammed, always rammed with people, packed to the rafters. And the beauty is, you know, the, the, the guy's setup is so perfect. Cask, keg, brilliant selection of wines and whiskies and rums and gins so that, you know, you didn't feel like you, 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 were, you were a leper if you weren't drinking beer in there. Although, you know, it was perfect for the beer connoisseur. Um, and, you know, I'm, a, I'm an explorer. Austin, my husband's an explorer. And we'll just go in and go, right, OK, what's happening? You know, what's on the wall? What are we diving in with? And um, yeah, so I'm a bit like you, Julie. I'll be like, doesn't matter what it is. Although my head will be turned by Kinver Brewery, which is a local West Midlands brewery that I absolutely flipping love. Centurion, half Centurion, over the edge, everything. I'll have anything and everything from Kinver. If there's Kinver <laughs> on cask, I'm in. Um, but yeah, just being there, seeing the guys, seeing the bar staff seeing the regulars, just feeling like it used to feel and yeah, all of that. <sighs> Man, it's gonna be good. Can I say it has been the most awesome time. Kath, Emily, Julie, Becky, thank you so much for joining me on the pod. Thank you. Thank you for asking. Oh, thank you to my wonderful guests, Catherine, Julie, Emily and Becky. And if you want to connect with them, find out more about their groups, I've put all their social details in the description of this podcast, as well as the beers they were drinking on the pod. The beer love notes were delivered by Alex from Plymouth and Danny, aka the Ale Lady, who does hashtag Barley Wine Wednesday with Becky on Twitter. Um, eternal thanks for those. Uh, I think I said on Twitter twice, but hey, it doesn't matter. Um, don't forget, you can send me your 60 second beer love note uh, to hello at beerbeauty.co.uk. That's it from me for now. Follow me on Twitter, on Twitter, on Twitter, on Twitter, on Twitter, on Twitter, at beerbeauty. <laughs> On Instagram, I am at TV Marv, and don't forget to subscribe. It'll be lovely to get some gold stars from you online if you like the sound of all of this. And I hope you'll come back next time. Bye.